Welcome to Green Room Chats, a podcast about the intersection of our faith in Jesus and being excellent in our craft. I'm your host, Tyler Hutchinson, and we're back again for another behind-the-scenes glimpse into developing our craft. In today's episode, we're diving back into the world of auditions. If you're just joining us, make sure to catch up on part one, where we explore the nerves, the excitement, and the divine moments that make auditions a unique journey. We've got more stories, insight, and inspiration lined up for you as we continue our exploration of the audition process. From casting decisions to unexpected challenges, we're delving into it all and uncovering how you can own your auditions with confidence. So, grab your script, get comfortable, and let's have a chat in the green room. All right, folks, welcome back. We are here to talk about part two of auditions, callbacks, casting, all things. Things. Gratefully accepting your role. Yeah, yeah all, all things auditions and callbacks. I'm here back with the dream team, Anthony. Hi. Rebecca. Hello. And Kate. Hey. Myself. Um, so yeah, let's just dive back into it. We left off. We were able to talk about auditions and uh, kind of that whole process, uh, but we didn't get to talk about callbacks and deliberations and ca- all, all that fun stuff. So uh, let's just pick back up and uh, maybe Kate, kick us off. What what are callbacks in the first place? Yeah, sure. Well, callbacks are kind of like we talked about last time. It's not a rating of best to worst. It's yeah. not the best people get a callback. You did a good job. You get a callback. Callbacks are specifically for us to see more of people that we are considering for very specific things. So sometimes people will get a role with never a callback because we saw what we needed to see and we already knew what we needed for that role and we didn't need to do a callback for it. But for most roles, we need to see different personalities, different people, what they bring to it, and different combinations of characters um, and, and pairings and family groupings and things like that. So we'll call those people back and have them read scenes from the show, do songs from the show, and see where the puzzle pieces fit. Great explanation. That's really thorough. Thank you. Yeah. Very thorough. I think the biggest thing that I like, the biggest thing that comes back, comes to mind when I think about callbacks is like the Beauty and the Beast callbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a CCT callback, you yep. know, like where there's so many different combinations that you can do, you know, of like young bell or adult bell mm-hmm. or young beast or adult beast. You know, we like, just had that with music man, music yeah. man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, you're calling back all these different people for all these different roles and you have to see them in those different, you know, ages and the combinations and different stuff like that. And so it's really, well, and then sometimes, you know, there's like, to me, there's like the logistic side of it. There's like the concrete, you know, and then there's like chemistry for sure. Yeah. You know, there's just something about like, some people just don't play well together. Like mm-hmm. they don't, I don't know how to describe it more eloquently. <laughs> right. If you, you as an individual can be wonderful in all three aspects, singing, yeah. dancing, acting, and this other person can also be individually wonderful, but if you don't work together well. That if you're not believable. Right. And mm-hmm. you can't meld together and cohesively come together for something. I mean, that's what the show is. And so that's, that's a make or break it point. 
And also, like you mentioned, there's three aspects Mm of singing, acting and dancing and different roles are weight. Those things are weighted differently. Well, but then let's add also. So you've got singing, acting and dancing. And then there are some roles that like the physicality, the physical stature of the like that does play into, like I said last podcast. Yes. (laughs) I'm not gassed on. Right. You know what I mean? There is some of that or like, you know, we were just talking about this yesterday in regards to the upcoming auditions of Matilda, where it's like, okay, this person. Person cannot be taller than this person. Yes. Right? Like, that's just, you might right. be awesome, but it doesn't make sense for you to be taller depending on the story or the what. Mm-hmm. And in right. some cases, it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. And in that case, we were talking about adult playing an adult, playing a child. It right. wasn't like, oh, they can't, the girl can't be taller in the couple. That's not what we yeah, mean. Yeah. No, no, not that. Right. Not that. Yeah, yeah, but it's like if you're an adult and then there's like this eight-year-old, supposedly yeah. eight-year-old that is, you know, two feet taller than you. you and know? trying to make um, like cohesive groups too, like right. Miss Honey's class will probably all will try to make them look like they would be in a class together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also is like the director's vision, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's what really drives, that's the driving force of callbacks mm-hmm. and casting, right? It's right. like... You know, I just got, I, we did Wonka, you know, mm-hmm. and I went in callbacks not knowing that I was going to have a girl Wonka. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, whoever showed up and I felt like really deserved or really like showcased what the character needed, like, and it just turned out that it was a girl, you know, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. That's okay. You know, but some people, you know, go in callbacks and they're like, Wonka why am I getting called back for Wonka you know mm-hmm. Wonka's not a girl mm-hmm. you know but that's just what it well, could be Charlie right exactly right. Right. oh yeah, yeah. My, Charlie yeah was, Charlie my Charlie was a girl, was a girl too, too. You yeah know? she's breaking all the rules I remember yeah. Tyler <laughs> went into Susicle saying Jojo has to be a boy I sure did Jojo was not a boy no Jojo was yeah. not a boy it was Lydia in fact shout out to the OG OG yeah. I think another thing to remember too is we are not necessarily going to call back for every character because of sake of time mm-hmm. and yeah. so if there are characters that are in the similar vein and kind of very similar to each other we'll call back people for one of those knowing we'll cast multiple roles out of that one group of callbacks yes. because yeah if you can you know pull off this person believably you'll be successful with this other character as well and i'm trying to remember i think for school of rock we just called back like a group that was going to be, I can't remember all of the names, but it was like all the kids that were going to be, are we going to have to cut this part out? Okay. No, I <laughs> well, just we do now that, that I said that. Diet Coke socks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was the name? Now like, we're is definitely it, like... cutting this part. Oh my no, God. This is good content. This oh my gosh. Straight Shout up out to Diet Amber Coke. Holden. Amber Holden bought me these socks. Oh, oh my God. So, I'm she so was sorry. my sock The best buddy. socks ever. Yes. I just like so happy so. to glance down. Wow. <laughs> Diet Coke's on your legs. I'm talking about School of Rock and Music. Just exploding over there. Okay, silently. sorry. School of Rock. School so Rock. for School of Rock, we called back just the the student band grouping. Right. I think it was like I can't remember the names, but Freddie slash whoever slash whoever, and they right. all kind of read for the girls and the boys in the group. Well, because I think sometimes people, um, our brains as the directing team is holistic, mm-hmm. right? Like we have to look at the show holistically. So when you look at an individual, you're looking at them also holistically, right? So it's not just you know, they're like, well, I got a call back for, you know, you know, Bell. And so that's what they're looking at. It's for Bell. And it's like, but our brains are also capable of seeing you as X, Y, and Z. You yes. know? As Chip. 
as yes. Yeah. Or probably not. You know. Oh, I could play Bell or I could play Chip. Well, Either one. you know, <laughs> versatility. Yeah. versatility. You never know. There are no That's true. But hey, no, that makes me think of another point, though. Um, I remember during Tuck, um, we that was our only show we've had cut so far. Yeah. And I could be wrong, but I believe there were people called back for roles that ended up being cut from the show. Yeah. Because. Like I like we've said, it's not a talent contest. Right. So we saw you potentially to be in that role, but when we ended up going a different direction with that role, we didn't have something else yeah. for you. So that could be really tough. I could yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember a specific person or any feedback or anything like that. But I just remember that scenario of, oh, this is a real thing because we were considering for this one thing, but then the other things are all you know, heavy dancing or whatever they were that people might not have had. Yeah. So what is like one of the best like ways that you can prepare as a person that gets a call back? Like, what do you prepare for? Know the show. That. Yeah. That. Which happens before you know you got a callback. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like we talked a little bit about that. Even for like how to picking up, Mm -hmm. how to pick the right audition song, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you got to know the show. You got to know the character. You got to know like what the range is. You got to know all that stuff. And then that's just show research, you know? Yeah. To um, me, one of the biggest dangers with um, most of the young people that we interact with in the context of CYT, and I'm sure it's it goes beyond CYT as well, but I think one of the greatest misconceptions is that people audition for roles and not for the show. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the benefits I don't want to say maybe benefit is the right word, but that is one of the I'll say benefits of having a, a show where you cut people mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, no, I just want to be in the show, mm-hmm. you know. And so and the benefit of that as the performer is auditioning for the show is that I study the show. You mm-hmm. know, I don't just go, you know what? I really would. I guess we're on Beauty and the Beast. Right? I really just mm-hmm. want LeFou. So I'm just going to study the mm-hmm. mess out of LeFou. Yeah. And then here I am getting a, a callback for Cogsworth. And I'm not even remotely prepared right. because I didn't study the show. I didn't yeah. study the like the story and the music and the, the characters and tensions and all, all of that. And knowing that I, I potentially could be something other than LeFou, you mm-hmm. know, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to go for something very, very specific, which is another way to, you know, set yourself up for failure emotionally when you just go, I'm I'm focused on this and this is this is it. And if you don't get that and it's like, oh, the sky is falling. Yeah, yeah. it was a pass fail. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have it set up in your mind that I want this role and then you don't get that role, that was just a a straight fail. Straight fail. Versus looking at what you get to be. what you do get to do in the show yeah right because being in the show is the win right that is the win i think that's what we really need to drive here right it's like and that's what we want right we want you to be a part of the community while producing a show Mm -hmm. you know we want you to build character while using your talents and gifts and for for those that want to do this professionally that's the win yes (laughs) i'd say i literally had acting teachers tell me in school like the auditions are, is the work. That's yeah. the job. Auditioning, prepping for your auditions, that's the job. Booking the job, that's the reward. Yeah. That's mm. what you get. Like, that's the the profit. Mm. But the audition is the work. Right. And that, and if you really put it in that mindset, it, it does make it so much more rewarding and fun when you do get booked because you're like, great, this was my reward. So versus going into an audition being like, I'm going to learn something here. I'm going to do my best. You know, 
I'm going to figure out if it doesn't go my way, what can I do different next time? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I think in addition to just um, when we, you know, consider how do we go into a callback and, you know, when I think, you know, in addition to knowing the show is releasing yourself from all assumptions, mm-hmm. you know, and we put that on the website, but people don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just go, you can go in and, and it, and it shows all the time because you can, by what people say to us, you can see the assu- assumptions that they made, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. about the show or about our process or mm-hmm. what they thought they were going to sing or what they thought they were going to dance or what they thought they were going to read or what, whatever it is that they assumed about the process or about the show. And that to me is, is one of the most dangerous things that you can do mm-hmm. because that alone, if if it doesn't happen the way that you thought it was going to happen, can just throw you off your game. You know, you can blame yeah. the process for you not getting what you wanted right. versus recognizing that they're the correct process is whatever we say it is. It's yeah. whatever we need yeah, to figure out for. the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, there have been times when the team has been so divided, we've argued until two a.m. <laughs> Literally, Tyler knows what show this I'm talking true. about. And then there have been other ones where it takes us 20 minutes and then the whole rest of the time that we're working, it's just figuring out ensembles, ensembles, different groupings of ensembles and stuff like that. So sometimes it's harder to figure out. Both of them are good. But I guess the reason I bring it up. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The reason I just bring it up is because I think by the time the show was finished, I can't remember the team ever going, we got it wrong. I don't think we've ever had I that moment. Ever since we started, I don't think I've ever we've ever felt that way. But I, for me personally, right. I don't think I've ever felt that way. For me, when I've disagreed with things, by the end of the show, I go, okay, you know, I yeah. was wrong. Well, and I think uh, that's the they beauty were right. Too, I think that's the beauty too of asking in prayer that God would redeem our decisions. Yes, like that it let this even this decision itself be used for your glory. Because I mean, you know. I think that result of it being like, oh, this was right, mm-hmm. is the grace of God covering what we do and yes. the work that we do. It's not that we're the most intelligent, the most greatest directors in the world. I mean, no, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, on a serious note, like it's really the grace of God that allows all of those different pieces to fall into place. And, you know, it it is no surprise that we we take those decisions seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we really do. And not just for the sake of the show, but for the sake of every performer, you know, and mm-hmm. when you, when you put some prayer on it and ask God that like, Hey, you, you just redeem all of this and make it all good. I think is what really makes and it. And there probably are multiple configurations that we could have, could have done 100%. and God would have made them good too. Yeah. Not yeah. probably. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly God could have made good out of any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony, you were saying something. Oh, I was saying, going back to like deliberating from till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. or the 30 minute cast, mm-hmm. you know, like both are okay. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just like, you, and then at the end of the day, the Lord redeems it, you know. Mm-hmm. And well, there are some auditions you just know. Are you the you cal- just, or the cal- callbacks? Callbacks. Well, you know? Sometimes there's auditions. There, Honestly, have, there have been. That's true. There it's almost been. like, okay, we got to do callbacks. Let's, you know, I already know who my main characters are, or I already know my. Mm-hmm. Who my Seuss is, or I can't remember that what show it was. We were at auditions, and I was like, "That's it." Like I, I can't. I'm trying to remember. There's been more than There's one been where more, we've yes. said, "Do we actually need to call back for this character?" And the reason that we do is so we can see them with the other people we need to. Well, cast. and then here's the thing: we've done that. We're like, "Oh, this is our person." Their callbacks, 
you know. Oh, that, well, <laughs> they yes. have completely well, flopped. Well, we they have ca- found f- out. We found out that's not in their range or something like yeah, that. Too. They f- yeah, they flopped or they don't have chemistry like we talked mm-hmm. about with the other person that they need to have chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just like, well, this person really showed out. You know, I guess we're going I that way now. I would say if I had to characterize our callbacks, I would say they're generous. And I feel like that's going to that's that's that hurt true. people's feelings if they say, well, they're being generous and I still didn't even get a callback. But. I mean, I feel like if we think there's a possibility that they would fit in the puzzle, again, it's not about talent, only talent. It's about fitting in the puzzle. We give them a shot at it. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, um, there there are instances when, um, if I'm just being completely honest, there are instances when callbacks are given for the purpose of encouragement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some times where it's like, hey, you know what? That was a valiant effort in the audition. And um, I, I don't think that you're going to you know, be the right fit for this role. But that audition deserves a callback, you know. Remember and, how um, I opened a door last time? I think you just opened the door. Well, here's here's but the 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 person that that gets to make that decision is the team. Right. Right. And so I guess that's, you know, but that's just the reality of the situation, you know? Um, and then there are sometimes where callbacks are given because I want you to see that your cockiness is going to be met with you're, you're not ready. Yeah. Right. You know, and there, so all of those are options. And, and I hate, I hate to be, you know, so, so transparent, but it's just the truth, you know? Um, and, you know, I have on a number of occasions been like, you know, I want I want you to get into the room because your arrogance is blinding you from what your capabilities are right now in this stage. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 we've seen that. And it has been like, oh, you you can you can almost see sometimes at the directing table, you know, when people go, oh, no, I'm not I'm not ready for that. I'm mm-hmm. not ready. And that and that's not a dig on anybody. It's like it's let's just know where growth. we are right now. And it doesn't mean that we won't one day be there. Yeah. Right. You know, I won't be able to dance that one day or sing that one day or whatever or have that comedic timing. It doesn't mean that. But I've got to know where I am and be ready to strive for that and not to think, as the Bible says, not to think more highly of myself than I ought, mm-hmm. you know. And so that concept in itself is even scriptural. It's biblical, you know. And I think sometimes in our, our youth and youth as in like age or in an experience you know sometimes we can we can think ourselves further than what we actually are and don't have that sense of reality just yet and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't shoot for things or go and i'm not i'm not you know nothing like that i'm not speaking against that but there has to be a sort a sense of reality and humility mm-hmm. in the whole process mm-hmm. that makes me think of two things first is the comment that we've heard multiple times which is when someone didn't get a call back that they had been preparing for or hoping for they say i never got a shot which is untrue because your shot is the general audition yeah you got an audition yeah everybody gets a shot right. that's what the general audition is yeah and then the other thing is thinking that you earn a callback by the amount of effort you have put into preparing the callback material, which right. we don't know right. until you tell us after the fact that you spent your whole summer learning such and such a role so that you could show us at the callback. So maybe have put that effort in your general audition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we've gotten that. Many times. So one, if anybody feels called times. out, it's not just you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff is redundant. You know, yeah. there's stuff that you experience. Yeah. What else is something that you want to see? Something that you want to see in, you know, in a callback, in a good callback. What's something else? So knowing the show. Well, in auditions, we talked about this choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't just come in for scenes, for example. 
you come in and you just stand in one place and recite the scene to me. Boring. And don't copy what the person in front of you just did. Right. Like, it's okay if you have to take a moment, like, and look down and grab your line because you don't have it memorized. You just got it. But I'd rather see that. You take a moment, look down, get your line, and then deliver the line with choices having been made with that line than just sit there and keep your eyes glued to the page the whole time. Yeah. And with that, also reacting to your scene partner. Now you are in yes. a scene with a scene partner. It's no longer a monologue. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm looking to see, can you act with other people? Because there are some people who can deliver phenomenal monologues because they've made choices, but they don't know how to adjust and be flexible. So then they get into a scene and it's they fall apart. Do you know what else that makes me think of is when there's like a five person callback scene and when you're not the one talking, you're like not in the scene anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're still supposed to be in the scene, but you kind of think I'm invisible because and you just stand I'm, there. I'm waiting yep. for my line. <laughs> and yeah. so many people take that opportunity to read ahead, which is the wrong thing to do. Yes. It's the wrong because you're not in the you're not in the scene. I mean, if, right. if you think about it, like when you're in a real life conversation, you're not. You don't have a script to read ahead of what's going to be said next. Like, when's the next time I'm going to speak? You're paying attention to the conversation that's happening and you're having reactions, whether they're verbal or not. And then you maybe have a moment where you go, oh, that makes something verbal come out. And then you have a line. It's just like that in a multi-person scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's acting like, uh, is reacting. Real life. It's like, you know, <laughs> you're contributing to the environment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. And, and propelling the scene forward. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, when you when you watch a scene or when you whatever, you know, there's a there's a there's a small amount of callbacks that's improv because mm-hmm. I really don't yeah, know what my true. scene partners are going to do, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but I have to be willing to go, OK, that was a choice that you made. And here's here's my here's my counter offer, you know, mm-hmm. and if I'm not paying attention to all the offers that are just been put out before me, I can't make a counter, you know? And I think sometimes you can have a a moment in callbacks where you go, Oh, this is going to be funny or this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. This is going to be solid. Mm -hmm. But then what was just offered to you doesn't, mm, my counter that I was planning on doing mm, doesn't really work out. You know what I mean? That's why I should not offer that to you. You know, now sometimes it does. You go, man, that was glorious. You set me up so good. You know, like you, you set me up. And, um, but sometimes it, that's not the way it, it plays out. That's it. I know for me, like there's two things I'm looking for in a scene like that. It's one, can I react? Can you react to what your scene partner is giving? Yeah. And can you adjust and make choices and change things on the fly? But then also two, do you know where the scene needs to go? Mm-hmm. So can you as an actor drive and make choices that help everyone else also get there? Those are two mm-hmm. things I'm looking for. And those are things that make a strong actor is knowing where the scene emotionally needs to the points it needs to move through and where it needs to end. And then how can I on the fly make choices based on what other people are giving me as well to make the scene get there. Yeah. Here's a little hack on that too. We pick our callback scenes because we want to see certain things. We want to see how people are going to do certain dun, things. Da, da, da. So what? pull back the curtain, <laughs> right? We do. We do. Like There's we don't just mm-hmm. open to random pages in the script. Oh, so when you one. get what those scenes, when you get what those scenes are, read them through and figure mm-hmm. out like what are they hope what do I think they're hoping to yes. see is yeah. it a comedic moment is it a dramatic moment mm-hmm. is it a tender moment like what what are they looking for potentially yeah, yeah. and we and, try to give us that and then there are also moments when we'll pick a scene and you know I just I'll just speak for myself because mm-hmm. I just did this in Matilda and I I picked this callback scene and I go I'm picking this scene because I want to see this person 
you know, I want to see this character rather, not person, mm-hmm. but I, I'm trying to look at this particular, I think it was, um, I'll just tell you who it was. I think it was Bruce. And I was like, I'm picking this moment because of Bruce, right? Mm-hmm. So here, here's what happens. So let's say that I, I've got all my callbacks and I've got all my Bruces, right? Mm-hmm. So in this scene is Bruce and Matilda and Miss Honey and Trunchbull. Those mm-hmm. are the four people in this scene. And I've called back, um, let's say four Bruces and I've called back six Matildas. Mm-hmm. Right. And we do the scene and all four of my Bruce's have read and I go, thank you so much. And then there's a Matilda sitting in the room going, he doesn't like me. Oh, they don't like me. Oh. They don't want you. Right. And I'm like, well, I wasn't even actually, not even watching. You. I wasn't even paying attention <laughs> to you. You know, like yeah. I was paying attention. But to if Bruce. you're awesome, we'll notice you. Right. But here's the thing. That's that is the problem with assumptions. Mm-hmm. So now you've assumed something which I, I was not even focusing on any of those four Matildas that I just watched. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Bruce has two pretty big monologues in this scene. And I'm watching Bruce's reactions. I'm watching him because he's he knows he's in trouble. He knows that he's about to get, you know, told, and then he feels this rumbling in his gut. <laughs> right. And there's a belch. Right. <laughs> Do I see that throughout this whole entire scene while all this stuff is going on? Now, Matilda, we'll get to you in a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But now you psyched yourself out. And now when it's actually time for your scene, you're thinking about the fact that we don't like you. Mm-hmm. We ain't thought nothing about you. Well, yeah. too, I mean, you can see who the focus of the scene is. If all of this lends itself to a, a careful reading, because if you right. can see who the scene is about, then you can see that your function in, in this scene, whether we're talking about callbacks or in the real show in rehearsal, is to support that moment that character's moment it's not your moment don't steal that moment absolutely and this is why when we give you the scenes and callbacks and we say okay go prep these scenes that's not for you to just sit and give it you know a couple read-throughs and then chat with your friends who are also being called back no this is the time for you to put in the work of figuring out those moments figure out who has the power in the scene where are the dynamics at what does my character lend to the scene spend every minute you can prepping that scene and being ready that when you come into the room you are prepared and ready to go oh you made me think of something else um say for example there's someone that has dyslexia or some kind of learning disability and it's going to take them longer to read that and process that if we knew that ahead of time yes then we knew when we were calling them back not to give them an advantage but to be able to see what can we do to accommodate something now i don't want everybody to be like i have dyslexia send me the whole thing in advance but we ask these we ask questions on purpose. Yes. Right. What kind of accommodations can we help you with? What what things should we need to know? And it's so frustrating whether I'm talking about showing up to teach a drama class or um, someone coming to callbacks or so, someone right. being cast in a show where we find out something we didn't know about them that we could have just helped them. Right. I think people are afraid they're going to get excluded or cut or no, asked. I have sent callbacks ahead of time to people. Yeah. You we, know, and we want you to Multiple see. times. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and somebody might say that's not fair. Well, it's like life's not fair. Get over it. You know. Right. <laughs> they're they're at, an, at a disadvantage if we don't yeah, do this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. um, and once again, the, the objective is not for anybody to lose. Like we're, right. we're not at, you know, like. So if that's your mindset of being like, oh, it's not fair. They got da 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 You know, well, the. The thought behind that is that like it's it's unfair because I didn't win. What what you're not? It's not about it's not winning. A contest. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that's not what it is. You know, and if if that's the the mindset that you want to play, then you might have to choose a different. Go play a sport, right? Right, because you can win at that. Like right. that's that's a lot different. You know, the mindset is is very much so different. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is that you, Beck, you said something that made me think, and I don't remember specifically what it was, but I think. Um, one of the things that I look for in a callback setting is those who are 
taking the the time seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and, and preparing and not just kind of like, you know, we're doing always the, watching. Always, always. We are always wa- at classes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Showcase. Yeah. During, you know, yeah. everything we're well, watching. There was a, a situation not too week. long ago. Yeah. That where someone <laughs> was like, well, I didn't get an opportunity to, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you've been here three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had plenty we of know opportunity. You. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and you diluted your whole CIT experience to just that. Yeah. But we have not. Yeah. Right. Know? I remember we had a guest director one time that said, I'm only going to cast based on what I see in the room, in the audition room and in the callback room. And I think they everybody else just so completely disagreed with that philosophy because there will be people that we don't know and our first exposure to them is just their audition and then we that's all we have to go off of but if we know more we can do more we can make better choices and we are casting holistic people we are casting people that we know are either going to show up to rehearsal or not show up to yeah. rehearsal we show are prepared cast- or not sure exactly prepared. yeah, yeah. I mean, even think about it, like when you have directing team members like me, who like and Anthony, who and Tyler, I mean, we've all taught classes, Mm -hmm. right? We know how you show up to class. Mm -hmm. And if you are are habitual, not showing up to class prepared with the material you're given for class, which some may look at and go, well, that's just class. It's a much smaller scale. Well, then how can I trust that you're going to handle the bigger responsibility of a role in a show? When people are buying tickets to come see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think of a perfect example of a situation like that because I was um, a part of the fly crew in Mary Poppins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the next show was Wonka and I was looking you know we have all of the little kids in you know mm-hmm. Mary Poppins dancing and doing all the stuff and I'm on the wings I'm in the wings and that's where you see the true character of, of some kids <laughs> yes <laughs> right Absolutely. but then also you see them on stage mm-hmm. and sometimes little kids are in the back, you know, Mm -hmm. because maybe they don't hit the choreography as well or maybe whatever, right? And so I'm in the back, I'm in the like the third wing and I'm looking and I'm seeing this little kid just like completely destroy the choreography. Like in a good way. way. Yeah. Like keeping up with all the choreography, all the hits, you know, and like you can see that like he put the work in. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the back. Yeah, he. you may not be able to see him. But he put the work in, and I saw that, and he killed it in an audition for Wonka. He killed it in callbacks. And so, like, it just made me feel like I can trust him with the lead role. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. trust him with, you know, with something that can give him maybe in front of the state, you know, on mm-hmm. in front of the audience a little bit more or something like that, you know? Yeah. And so... That's just to say, like, we're always watching. Yeah. And, and a know? lot of those, a lot of those, I guess you would call them, you know, smaller moments help build that performer inside of you. And I think those are the things also that, you know, not just, you know, character wise, you know, as in like integrity and all that stuff. But uh, just you as a performer, like there, there have been some people I, I, I hate to name drop, but I'm, I'm going to name drop for just a second. Um, but. I think so often about Aaliyah Gaines. Mm-hmm. I think about her all the time. And like when we first, you know, met her, there was a lot of small moments that she would just 
kill like mm-hmm. just like, awesome job like really bold choices smart choices funny choices uh subtle choices it did it didn't really matter but there was a choice that was there you know and there there are others so I, say I hate to name drop because there's so many you know but she's one that really sticks out in my mind you know and and it's those things where you go man that was that's smart mm-hmm. and you can use those small things to build and build and build and build to where you're now playing what i can't remember mrs was it mrs, mrs. Brill? Brill. mrs. Brill. oh my goodness she, was, she destroyed it Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. phenomenal phenomenal you know but it's those small things where you take and you just build and you build and and you you, you know uh, some people call it your actors uh your toolbox yeah you know, you're taking all those things and you're putting it in your toolbox so that when you get the opportunity you go not only do the people around me trust me i trust me right i trust that i can take on this role and a lot of times people want a role that they have nothing in their toolbox for mm-hmm. right and that's what's hard you know I just want to make a disclaimer since we're talking about uh, character, like your personal character and how that plays into things. I think a common misinterpretation of that is that people think if they're a really good person and they have really good behavior and they're really good to the directing team, that translates to I have good character, so I will get a role. No. And then it's very disappointing and disheartening um, because they've misunderstood what we mean what we mean by by that you can have great character and still be flat there are so (laughs) so many singing wise yeah yeah you know with good good character there are so many people i'm like i love you as a human being i think you're phenomenal you're great i never want to watch you dance yeah, and, <laughs> his, and and you know what? Some there's some and people that like, I want it yeah. for you. I yes. want it for you, but that is that in itself is the favoritism that we cannot allow. Exactly. Right? Because even in that, even in itself, you did not, you didn't merit the role that you received. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a presumption that there are favorites and that people are cast because they're favorites. Yep. And what I would challenge about that is that nobody actually knows who the favorites actually. are are if there were to ever be any favorites because you see who's around us but you see the students who are approaching us bringing us things you don't you don't see we're not initiating that necessarily we're not reaching out and and doing these things you're you might presume someone's a favorite because they're always hanging around but we don't tell kids to go away well sometimes we tell them to go away we tell them to go home go home (laughs) please go home but um don't assume that because people are bold in approaching directors that that's who the directors would be preferring to talk to in that moment yeah that's just i I feel like that is so true because there's a lot of people that just like will talk to me yeah Mm -hmm. you know and then it's like Oh, well, you're, you're, you're you t- always you're talking, talking to, to them. I'm like, there are some people that doesn't matter what the occasion is. If I walk in the door, they're going to say hi. They're going to mm-hmm. come up and they're going to speak. And it's a great time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but I mean, that's, that's not that, like, I was like, hey, can you come over and please say hi to me? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they just, I'm, and I'm here for it. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And I think also, too, you could see that um, the more you have worked with the director, the more you have a rapport with mm-hmm. the director. So you're going to get to know each other better. But those are also the people that earned that lead in the first place. And so they would be likely to earn another lead another time. It's not like they're getting the lead because we know them better. It's that we are getting to know them better because they keep earning the roles. Right. And we keep working with them. Yeah. Well, and there's, a, there's you know, I, I think one of the easiest ways 
to think that someone is the favorite is by associating that with the role that they receive. Right. And and you do yourself a disservice to discredit the work that they've put in. Right. You know, there's so many students that are like, oh, well, this person's a lead, you know, a favorite because they got this role. And I'm like, no, they're they got a lead because they're in voice lessons and they're in dance lessons and they're mm-hmm. taking classes and they're working and they're, you know, and they were also in the ensemble for 16 shows. And right. you know what I mean? Like that, that's why, you know, right. you just assume that, you know, what other parent volunteers because, you know, whatever, you know, and it's like, no, their parent volunteers is because this is the thing that they do. You know, this is, this is their, their thing, you know what I mean? Um, and so there's all these like random assumptions, you know, right. and I, I've always been the type of person that I, um, I'm not going to defend, you know, our our decisions and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, because, you know, if 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 there's an individual who questions our integrity, then I I would much rather you just not be here. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think that we're not people of integrity and and honorable people and that we precast and that we, you know, whatever the narrative is. Great. Believe that and believe and go away. Right. (laughs) You know, like, go. I don't care if you believe it. Like, you know, I I I have lived enough life to know that only approval I need is God's. So you, you know, I, I, we're not going to defend our integrity in a way that um, tries to validate your thoughts and your opinions of our process. You know, that's one of the biggest reasons why we have that rule after casting, right? Is don't contact to cool us, off to cool yeah, off, cooling off period, different stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause your emotions can go kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, especially if you don't you, get the role that you want or yeah. your friend got the role and you didn't get it, you know, yeah, you breaking up friendships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going back to callbacks. Hopefully not. Going back to callbacks. If I was a parent, you're talking to a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, how can you best, as a parent, support your child in callbacks or for a callback? What is like something that you could tell your parent, like a parent? Well, there's only one parent in this room of a COAT student, so. Uh, I would say. I mean, I think I would pray with your child about it pray for them, pray with them, and then um, encourage them to work on their material and let them go, you know? And I do, I am the, since you called it out, I mean, I am someone who's got a feet in both worlds. I don't know if everybody knows, but I have to completely leave the room when when my daughter is discussed in deliberations, both in Mm -hmm. callbacks and in casting, which is hard because if she's up for a role, I'd rather have you say, she didn't get it so I could stay in the room while you discuss the other four people. (laughs) But I have to leave for the whole thing. And I'm like, well, I had opinion about some of those other people too. (laughs) So that's that's been challenging a couple of times. Yeah, and that's for the sake of the integrity of the process. Exactly. Right? And people don't realize that. that It's great that we're talking about that because they don't know. Yeah, it's a real thing. Right. And even, you know, someone's niece or nephew, we've had that on multiple occasions. Or even sometimes with like me as a mentor, mentoring other kids. Yes. And or someone who takes voice lessons. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. All that. Yeah. So we definitely work hard to build that that wall up there. But I would say just um, for the parent, I think we would love your solidarity to stick by the team and the team's decision and not um, fuel if there's if there's disappointment to not fuel any of discussion of mistakes being made or anything like that. I mean, I I've been on that side of it too. My kid's been in 20 CYT Dallas shows and has had two leads. That's that were batten- years apart, by the way, very, very much years apart. Yeah. So I've had my feet in both worlds is yeah, all yeah. I'm trying to say. I can relate to that disappointment of going, well, my kid was the right age for this. 
I saw her audition. I thought she did a great job. She didn't get a callback for it. Or my kid was called back for this. I was in callbacks. I saw everything that happened. And I may or may not have thought that she should have gotten what she got or didn't get. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good point because not everybody on the team agrees with every decision. You know, for sure. That's There's been true. as I've been the director of a show and seen something, you know, the team feels one way and I didn't agree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um we've gone sometimes the way that the team feels and sometimes we've gone the way that I feel, you know. Um and so you don't you don't always you know it's get what you want. Well, that goes back to the God redeeming choices thing right. that ultimately yeah. we just have to trust that he knows what's best for the show. And we're just trying to figure out what that is. Yeah. So let's talk about the casting room. What does that look like? So. Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Go for it. Um, okay. So we generally will write all the lead and supporting character names on the board. Right, everyone, all the character names on the board. Um, and then one of us, usually the director, will go, we'll start talking about, we either go through character by character um, from what we saw in callbacks, or we go by if we saw a person that stood out really well and be like, I want, you know, this person in this role. It kind of depends. And then the team will vote their yay or nay. If it's a nay, we talk about why not. Um, what other options there could be and it usually goes pretty for the most part pretty quickly for the majority of them um and then we go into ensembles and figuring out how can we balance ensembles both vocally and um ability wise and then what numbers are ensembles in where do we need them and that's usually when tyler's like peace out i was saying that's literally i'm i'm done i'm i'm tapped out yeah i've i've i tried that on wonka and i was like well i couldn't really do that because i had a new choreographer but um i did do that for joseph that's tap yes. out. because yes you did <laughs> y'all are really good at elise it yeah, yeah elise so good and kate I just come Rebecca. in at the end and be like, you know, hey, that's great. Yeah. Or hey, can we I think still about sit it? around and I still like listen, you know? Yeah, we're in the room. Yeah. We're just not We're just invested. not in it at all. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, to be fair, ensembling is ensembling. I just made that a verb. I like it. Um, it's really <laughs> a a chore choreographer's domain right and music director director, i was gonna say the music director also needs to be in agreement and help balance the vocal parts and things like that but um the choreographer knows what levels of dance the different numbers are going to be the difficulty Mm -hmm. or if there's tap or like a specialty or something like that too right Mm -hmm. so and then the stage manager just kind of oversees logistically and make sure nobody gets forgotten yeah Everybody ends yeah. up with the role. There's a lot of talking and deliberating to get to the the actual casting portion. Mm-hmm. So by the time you've you know mm-hmm. finally gotten in that room and all the auditions are done, all the callbacks are done, you know there are a number of times where it's pretty obvious. You know, mm-hmm. like either the person can sing it or they can't. You know, or there was chemistry here and there wasn't. Um, you know, what whatever the situation is, it it it's a lot of times it's pretty obvious. Now. The real trouble comes when with the team is divided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you know that's where it becomes you know the team is divided and sometimes the um, the best option is what's best for each student you know mm-hmm. in regards to 
um, the team is divided and we've got these two people that we're looking at. Uh, so you have to kind of really, really dig deep and think holistically about each individual and where would they grow most? Where would be the place where they would shine most? Where is the place where they prepared for this or, or, or whatever the situation may discernment be. Discernment too. Just yeah, like, it's a big, it's all just about discernment. All discernment. Yeah, you've got to really kind of tune in and kind of figure out, um, you know, what's best overall. Yeah, and I know? think in looking at that, especially if we have one actor who would be really great in multiple roles yeah we have to look at okay which role makes the most sense for us to put them in based on what the other pieces are as well yeah right i was gonna say we do like scenarios at that Mm -hmm. point we say like if we put this person here well then that means this one goes here that one goes there all the domino effect and then we go okay well then that that doesn't work so let's try this other scenario right so well, and another thing too, once you if you if you're considering if you're trying to think that it's all about the role, well, that's not where the team's mind is, right? Because right? Mm-hmm. there are a number of times where you know um, we we've gone, man, this this person is a phenomenal dancer, or this person is a phenomenal singer. You know, we need them here, and if we put them in the role over here, they're never going to sing and they're never going to dance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that doesn't actually benefit you know them as a performer, and it doesn't right. benefit the show. You know, especially when I've got these three other people that could be that. You know, and right. and sometimes you know you get in the trap of being like well i don't have a named role mm-hmm. so then i'm not important in the show it's like no we sometimes need there are we there are you. so many named roles that like don't actually get to do the fun yep. stuff yeah or it's only on stage for i'm majority of the time two. i'm like please put me in the ensemble that means i'm going to get to be all in all these fun numbers i get yeah. you know well, these you are the th- costumes like these and, are the things i want to you know. do versus maybe this named character that has like sure you get a mic and maybe you get to be in like featured in some scenes but then you're spending the rest of your time sitting in the green room staring mm-hmm. at the delayed streaming and you're not even actually enjoying the show. <laughs> or you normally, you only get called to half the rehearsals right. because right. you don't need to be there to learn all the song and dance numbers. Yeah, you so community. you're missing out on that mm-hmm. community. Yeah. yeah. Each each one has pros and cons. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's pros and cons to both. And um, when when my heart and my mind is open to just being here, you know, then I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm cool with whatever you throw at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not... Not this ideal that I have to be, you know, whatever. But, but anyway, so um, in the room, it's pretty. At that point, it's it can be pretty simple. Uh, we say that, but then there are times when it's like two. There are times. I think it's been a while <laughs> though, been a while. because yes. I, the most common scenario is like we will keep having them work on material until the team can look across, look at each other in the eyes, and go, "Okay, we're good, we're mm-hmm. settled." And then we go, "Okay, we don't need to hear anymore. Everybody can go home." Yeah. And yeah. sometimes that's Which early that's in the process sometimes. and people are yeah. upset that they say, well, how could they know? I didn't even right. sing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even read. Like, I mean, Harold and Mary and people might not know this, didn't even read a scene together. Yeah. We didn't need to see that by that point because we had seen other pieces of the puzzle and other things and songs mm-hmm. and each of them other reading things. And we knew what we were going to do. Yeah, that's a really good point that it is. a Sometimes it is just a puzzle. Mm -hmm. you know and sometimes you can find all these other pieces and it's like i don't really need to try these other pieces out because it just fits now yeah Mm. Yeah. it literally just it just there's just put it in the spot that it's in you know so that's a good point so then there's no deliberation there because we wouldn't have stopped until we were ready right yeah so how what happens after you the cast list is done what happens then kate we send out an email that says check your accounts for your cast list and then we would just really ask people um to pray and consider their commitment, both the commitment they made when they wanted to audition in the first place with their audition forms and the commitment they're going to make 
by accepting the role. And we, we hope and we pray that people want to be a part of us, with us, regardless of what that role is. It doesn't always happen that way. Um, but then, Which then changes things. Like we have to go back. We do have to go back and, yep. and you switch know, things to around. deliberations and figure mm-hmm. out what's the best, you know, fit. I have found that that generally happens once again when people are very dead set on a specific thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're very, very, you know, focused on whatever the role is. Versus knowing, well, I'm going to do whatever CYT Dallas does. I want to be, be a show. part of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really. I mean, you know, you you stress it so much, you can kind of start to sound like some kind of gimmick or whatever, but really it is, it is the whole, that's the craft, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, this is the field that we're in, you know? And so I tell people often, if you, if you don't like the vibe of it, then get out, you know what I mean? Like it, cause this is what it is, you know, it's not the, the true joy in the craft is doing the craft, not doing a specific, you know, now what an honor it is to play some characters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to do, you know, there, that is, that is, that is an honor and it's fun and it's exciting, but to do it with that group or with these people or at this time, that's the real blessing of it, you know, is to be a part of it, you know? So I will say there have been scenarios that we understand when someone reaches out and says, okay, thank you for offering this opportunity. I'm also being currently offered this other thing I could be doing with my, with my time. And at this time in my life, that's where I'm going to put my commitment and not here. So it just, and it just depends on what everybody has a different scenario, but sometimes it's like an elite sport that they play and they go, okay, I'm weighing my opportunities or it's the school play that's happening at the same time as the CYT play or whatever. So especially we would like understand that in the CCT realm, we've had that happen where people say, listen, I was doing you a favor. I thought you really needed me. It didn't go that way. So I've got this other thing. Is that too specific of a scenario? I don't know, but that that Are has you happened. Somebody specific? Oh, I didn't know. It, that's happened a couple yeah. of times because oh, I I because adults I think adults CC, have other things going yeah, on. I think mm-hmm. CCT is a whole different. Well, adulthood is a little bit. Yeah, yes, you know, yes, you but even kids, the things. pressures of of high school and all of those things. You know, they're they We ask a lot of our performers. I'm not gonna be, uh, you know. Well, it's also different than when I was like, you know like first starting out as a performer, we weren't doing like 40 things. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. when you audition for a show, you just audition for the show, period. That was it. You know what I mean? But now it's like, oh, I'm also like on the Decathlon Runners of America Association for Bible Quizzers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what in the world? It's like, yeah, okay. These students, everything they do, they're expected to devote their whole selves to right. it. And it really is hard to do more than one thing really well and fully committed. Yeah. So people do have to make choices. But you can do it. No, you yeah. can't do it all. <laughs> you can make choices. You can make choices. Yes, you can make choices. And you can make priorities. And and honestly, I would rather know if someone, if we're not going to be their priority, I would rather know. Absolutely. And I would rather have them go the other way. Because it shows up as character flaws later. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to judge them like that. But I just know they're doing our, our production a disservice when... I'm getting a weekly email of I've got to leave early on Saturday. I've got to come late on Friday. And then those are the some of the some of the same people that are like, well, I want to be the lead. And I was like, what? but what? you're not dependable. So you can leave every Saturday early. Right. <laughs> it's like, absolutely not. Right. Don't wait for the lead to show us that you can show up to rehearsal. Right. Oh, 
I put like it that. on a shirt. <laughs> That's put pretty long. On. Put it on. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extra large, <laughs> extra large shirt. Yeah. Uh, extra large. Only. Then small font. <laughs> small font. Front and back. My shirt's gonna say. It's on the call board. <laughs> <laughs> Read all the things. That's we awesome. should just come to the first rehearsal of every show with our sayings, like whatever yes. our sayings are. Yeah. Sure. It'd be super awesome. My kids will tell yours you Yours is like, uh, go home. <laughs> I feel like that's yours. I love His that. is 150%. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. No matter what you get cast in, it's really important that you show up going, what can I learn from this? Where can mm. I grow? Like if you're in the ensemble, okay, I'm going to grow vocally, making sure I can blend with everyone around me. As a dancer, I'm going to make sure I have all my details of my choreography so that it looks like one cohesive unit and I'm not the oddball with my arm going a different direction because I didn't pay attention to the details. Yeah. Um, if I'm in the lead, it's going okay, or in a supporting role, or I have line, dialogue, it's, you know, how can I make choices that are going to benefit my scene and benefit my scene partner? So just always be looking for opportunities to grow and learn something and better yourself as a performer. I think there's a big thing to also add to that is just ask questions. Like, don't be afraid to ask the directing team questions. You know, Kate loves questions. (laughs) But going back to questions in regards to casting and auditions I think a lot of times we get asked for feedback oh that's good Kate and um I want to I try to get to the heart of why they're asking are they asking for feedback because they're asking me to make the case of why they didn't get cast when they think they should have gotten cast and they're they're trying to prove a point or do they genuinely want to know what could I have done better yeah Mm -hmm. um and I think Sometimes it's hard to come up with specific feedback because it might just be that there wasn't a role that was right for you. Which in, is hard to in hear. In this it show. Is, it can be very yeah. hard to hear. Yeah. yeah. We've had a lot of tough conversations with people yeah. in yeah. the past. And if you are asking for feedback, then be prepare, prepared to hear the other thing, which could be like, well, you were totally flat. Yeah. You know? Well. You know, that's a good space to say, uh, know, know what kind of feedback you're asking yes. for, you know, because it's like, are you actually asking me for encouragement? Because that's different. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, and as a parent, for the parents out there that are listening, know what your kid is actually asking for, you right. know, and I've had some some parents that have come to me and say, hey, my, my kid really needs some encouragement right now. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to ask you for feedback. Thank you so much. And then there are some that it's like, hey, my kid wants to know what they're doing better, uh, what they need to do better. Uh-huh. And uh, which is two totally different conversations. Absolutely. Yes. You know, um, both are both honest, you know, but the angle that you come at it is very, very different, you know. Yep. And the trouble happens when someone wants encouragement and we give them critique. Yes. You know, and then they're just like destroyed, <laughs> you yes. know, because yeah. that's not what they were looking for, you right. know. Um, but sometimes as, ki- as students, as kids, we don't actually ask for the right thing you know mm-hmm. uh, we may not have you know all the tools in our in our personal toolbox to be able to articulate what we're actually asking for and that's what's really good for a parent that's in tune to go what they're actually asking for you of is is encouragement or direction or critique or whatever it may be right. we can help navigate those moments for them just a little bit more yeah this is a little off topic but i really think that it's really which we need to be, it needs to be said is that it's a partnership with the parents mm-hmm. yeah that we really want a be we really want it to be a partnership to help build character with your student yeah. you know and we can't do that without a conversation or without knowing 
the things that we need to know. You know, well, that's the best way for it to happen. Right. Right. Because like, how in the world are we supposed to pour into your kid without you having any in, insight into it or any knowledge or any conversation or any, you know what I mean? The best partnerships that we have had as a team is when a parent can go, hey, let me just kind of let you know what we're working with, you know, what we're, what we're dealing with or what mm-hmm. we're, what the challenges are, the whatever. And it's like, all right, thanks. All right, well, we have this difficult situation happening in our mm-hmm. family, in our yeah. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that helps us too. Well, it makes everything make sense right you know because sometimes like you know as directors and choreographers and music teachers and stage managers blah blah blah, whatever whatever our role is you go what in the world is wrong with you (laughs) you know what is going on yeah you know and then sometimes we're able to have that conversation and unlock the door sometimes you have that conversation and the door still locked you know sometimes you try to reach out to the parent or what but all of those pieces help us to do the job better and not just about producing a show but developing character right mm-hmm. like right. us us making this community better and us individually better and growing you know yeah. yeah it it's the the heart right right the heart in the center of what we do yeah yeah turns out what we do is actually a ministry that yeah. does theater yeah so yeah. i mean i i've started to have that approach Secrets of, out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but that approach of, of, of Christian how, how do I youth. treat, how do yeah. I treat people Pick if I'm up. here as a minister to them Yeah. versus how do I treat people if I'm here trying to stage manage a show? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that's been a real growing, growing process. Yeah. For all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a little bit of insight into auditions and callbacks and casting we could probably sit here and talk for another two or three hours just 100%. about this. Which is why we're doing the podcast. Which is why we're doing the podcast. <laughs> so um, I appreciate y'all for taking the time to have this conversation with me um, over the last two episodes. Um, but that's it for now, friends. We are signing off. So uh, see you later. All right. Bye, bye. guys. Bye. bye.